0: listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Hello, and welcome to The Seminarians Show on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. My name is Brian Smith. I'm a seminarian of the Diocese of Youngstown. And today, I'll be speaking with Jacob Stinnett, a seminarian of the Diocese of Columbus. And let us begin our show in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, in one of the prayers of the Mass, we pray that our gift, sorry, our prayer to you is actually a gift. Help us to recognize how the way that we enter into a relationship with you through prayer is a gift from you, and to always seek to make this more meaningful in our lives. Our Father, who Who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy thy kingdom come, come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass trespass against us. And And lead us us not not into temptation, but deliver us from from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Jacob, one of the ways that we enter into prayer and praise of God in the seminary is through singing, Mm -hmm. through songs. Twice a day. Twice a day, we get together for prayer, um, morning prayer and mass, and then evening prayer. And both morning prayer and evening prayer, we always begin with a hymn. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in the morning, it can be a little rough to get started (laughs) with, you know, a full-fledged hymn just having rolled out of bed and getting to the chapel.
1: Our voices aren't uh, quite ready.
0: And we never have an organ in the morning either. So that's always, you know, just it's acapella. What's just this? us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do our best. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we cycle through a lot of different hymns, mm-hmm. either on days when, you know, we're just kind of going through the Psalms or days when we're celebrating different saints. Sometimes we have hymns that try to uh, draw us into the feast day a little bit. Yeah. Um, so there's really a lot out there to consider as far as hymns go Um, and sometimes when you know even in the seminary and in parish life um, we repeat certain hymns and we get very familiar with them but every once in a while we get to experience a hymn that you know strikes us as something um, not only unique and different but you know really impactful and, you know, speaks to us, delivers mm-hmm. some sort of message. And through the combination of its lyrics and its melody, we just find it to be exceptionally beautiful. So, um, today on our show, we're going to talk about what some of those hymns are for seminarians, right? You've That's been right. speaking to a number of seminarians about yeah, kind of so, underappreciated hymns, I think. So,
1: to prepare for this show, um, you know, I can look through a hymnal and I have my favorites. Right. But I wanted to know some of our brother seminarians, what do they appreciate? Do we have mm-hmm. similar uh, hymns that we love or maybe there's a new perspective they can offer so uh, i have their responses with me that i'm happy to share as the show progresses
0: mm-hmm. and you and i both have a hymnal in front of us so we might even reference um some of the lyrics on, from time to time yeah yeah and most of these are easy to find online nowadays if you type in the title sure you know, someone who's listening and might want to l- either listen to or read through the whole hymn could easily do that
1: yep yep just google um or DuckDuckGo, or your preferred search engine, <laughs> right. um, the, the title of the hymn, or even just a line from the hymn that you can remember, oftentimes mm-hmm. it'll come up. Yeah. And there are lots of websites that are dedicated just to hymns and compiling yep. different hymnals and all this sorts of stuff that's very useful, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about hymns today. Um, before we get into people's favorite hymns, I wanted to talk just briefly about hymn hymnody, um, right in the life of the church,
0: because that's not the only thing we sing.
1: Right, as you mentioned, we we start off morning prayer and evening prayer with a hymn, but then we go into the psalms, right. um, mm-hmm. which aren't hymn, aren't hymns. Nope. They're they're psalms. Um, they're similar in that they are sung. Uh, they're sung in praise of God, um, but their origin and their construction is a little bit different. Psalms are Hebrew poetry right. um, from the Old Testament period um composed over the course of about 500 years or Mm -hmm. so um and then it's set to its we don't really know the settings that the psalms were set to anymore so we have our own that we use nowadays um whereas with hymns um every hymn is made up of two different parts there's uh the text and the melody Mm -hmm. so it's usually poetry um right it's set to it has its own meter its own rhythm just reading the text um and then it has a musical melody that's set on top of it that you sing the poetry to. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a poem, hymns have a certain unity throughout the whole of them. Right. You know, we they're often divided into verses, um, and sometimes it can be a temptation just to sing a few of those verses and not right. all of them.
0: Well, father's um, out of the church now, so we better stop.
1: Right. Right. Which, okay, fine. But to really appreciate. Um, and to grow from the hymn even more, it's valuable to sing it or pray it all the way through um, because you have the, the the different verses build on each other. They're developing a theme. They're helping us grow in devotion. And oftentimes there's something new that's added, you know, a new idea mm-hmm. added in each verse. They have um, an
0: arc to them. Right. And you see this especially. I am I can't really call to mind one specific hymn now, but sometimes a hymn will start to reflect on our lord's death and then it will end up by reflecting on his resurrection and the new life he gives us but i've been to you know a mass where the hymn will end on that reflection on his death right right and it's good and it's good to reflect on the passion of our lord of course but it just kind of leaves you thinking well maybe there's something else to say here
1: yeah yeah so um and hymns also serve many different purposes um In the morning prayer and evening prayer, it's a way to kind of stir us to praise of God, getting us ready for uh, the Psalms. We have this poetry, this hymnody that's more familiar to us Mm because it's poetry written in our own culture, or more in our style of poetry to prepare us for um, the Psalms, the poetry of the Bible, um, the poetry that's been inspired by uh, the Lord. Uh, and also you have different hymns that are for different seasons. Um, we have right. all our Christmas carols. Um, we have Advent hymns. Um, there's a great array of very glorious Easter hymns mm-hmm. um, that we pull out for different times of the year. Um, there's also hymns written particularly about um, our, Lord's, our Lord's presence in the Eucharist. Yes. Um, so those would be appropriate mm-hmm. uh, for Holy Thursday or for Corpus Christi. Or something like that.
0: And we'll occasionally have hymns for the morning or for the evening, you know, mm-hmm. in what we pray in the seminary. And even sometimes, you know, th- hymns that relate to the different types of saints that we're celebrating.
1: Right, right. And in scripture, um, St. Paul even tells us um, that kind of how I would interpret the scripture is that we're to sing and pray in many different ways. In mm-hmm. um, Colossians, he says, uh, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So we have already in Scripture an acknowledgment of there are different ways to sing and different ways to praise yeah. God, and all of them are good, and um, they build up the the person, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So uh, I guess let's go ahead and take a look at some of the responses that we got from... So
0: you just ask seminarians, you know, what are some of their favorite hymns that they feel don't appear a lot, Right. Right, right. so
1: either their favorite hymn or one they feel is underappreciated, Okay. Um, just because it's maybe not the most popular ones that, that make the circuit as often, or they're kind of tucked away deeper in the hymnal that okay. sometimes we don't explore, or something like that. So um, what did you hear back? Well, I got uh, so many different responses. Um, some of them uh, we, I have heard before, and we hear at the seminary, um, and others are a little bit new to me. Um. I noticed that two of them uh, were written by the same uh, poet, now mm-hmm. St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, um, mm-hmm. who, before he became uh, a Catholic, was an Anglican. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Anglicans have a very rich hymnody, uh, a tradition of writing hymns. Uh, so he kind of took that with him when he came into the church. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is uh, the hymn, Lead Kindly Light. Um, which is based off of a poem. Well, it's actually the text of the poem that John Henry Newman wrote um, after he had spent some time in Italy recovering from an illness. He wrote this on the ship on the way back to England. Hmm. Um, And so uh, Joseph wrote a little bit about this hymn. Um, He says, As a seminarian, I hear my vocation story within it, and it's a recognition that we do not know where we're going. We need the humility to surrender to Jesus who alone can lead us to eternal joy. Hmm. Um, he says at the end that it's just uh, the perfect prayer uh, with a, a solemn melody that fits the lyrics. Um,
0: you know, one part of the lyrics that reflects that trust says, I do not ask to see the distant scene one step enough for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and just the, the first line, to kind of sets the whole tone lead kindly light amidst the encircling gloom mm-hmm. lead thou me on so it's mm. it's um it's that act of of obedience of humility saying lord you're the one who's supposed to be leading my life and so right here and now i commit to mm-hmm. following you even as it says amidst the encircling gloom amidst the the confusions or or the evils that we find in the world um we still praise God uh, for his mercy and for that, that guidance that he gives us.
0: It's a beautiful song. Yeah.
1: Uh, the other one that another seminarian, Lucas, gave us uh, that was written by uh, St. John Henry Newman is called Praise to the Holiest in the Height. Um, and I don't know the history of this hymn as much. I don't know. Do you know, Brian, the history behind this poem? Um, I don't
0: know much of, you know what it's about no
1: yeah but it's it's very beautiful um it's about uh the the agony of christ in the garden his crucifixion um it kind of goes through the whole of the paschal mystery um it focuses at the beginning on the salvific work of christ which then we see in the the passion narrative Mm -hmm. um but lucas has this wonderful reflection here um at the end of verse 6 is where we have the, the agony in the garden um, and the crucifixion. And he says, but of course, that's not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And verse 7 repeats the thesis statement from verse 1, praising God for his great works. We hear praise to the holiest in the height and in the depth be praise in all his words, most wonderful, most sure in all his ways. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that confidence comes through.
1: Right. So for the, we praise God for the gift of our salvation, um, and it's a result of emulating our Lord, following after his own dying, by dying to ourselves, so that way we may live in him who is, in all his words, most wonderful, most sure in all his ways.
0: You're listening to The Seminarian Show on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. My name is Brian Smith, and I'm speaking with Jacob Stanett today about the hymnody of the church, um, especially hymns that may be underappreciated and not so commonly known. So far we've spoken about two hymns whose text was composed by St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, but you did hear back about some hymns composed by other people.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. There are other composers of hymns that are of note, one I got from actually a priest at the Josephinum, Father Eric. Um, this hymn is a lot more ancient. Um, Newman lived during the 19th century, uh, and the hymn that he gave, he recommended as one of his favorites, is from the 4th century, so uh, quite a bit older. Um, the hymn itself, as it as we sing it in its present form, wasn't written like that in the 4th century, but the text is drawn from um, one of the Eastern... Sure liturgies the liturgy of saint james um, they have what's called their cherubic hymn which mm-hmm. is kind of what our sanctus the holy 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 at mass is modeled off of
0: a little bit yeah it's kind of a song that they sing typically like at the offertory mm-hmm. trying to set aside earthly cares and enter into right. the mystery that's about to happen right
1: we're, we're crossing the threshold into heaven mm-hmm. now um so this hymn is called let all mortal flesh keep silence um And he has some good reflections. He says that the whole tone just has a gravitas to it, um, the sort of heavy and seriousness that when we sing it, we have to kind of pause and take a look seriously at what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, It has this beautiful heavenly imagery. Um, We hear of the rank-on-rank, the hosts of heavens, the six-winged seraphim and cherubim, um, and all sorts of other beautiful images. Let's see. Father Eric says... Um, As an American-born man, my (laughs) culture repeatedly communicates to me that I'm special, (laughs) but I find that the evidence being provided to substantiate the claim is increasingly flimsy. (laughs) Um, So he says this sim kind of draws him out of himself, focusing on uh, heaven, on, you know, kind of the goal of the Christian life. This is what it's supposed to look like. Hmm. Um, He says... At the end, it's not our specialness or our goodness that contributes to god 's goodness it 's the other way around right God isn't good because we are we're good only because God is, and mm-hmm. we are um, this good and beautiful creation of His, mm-hmm. which is also the standard to which we're supposed to call ourselves oh. also um, i 'll read one of the verses on here um, the very last verse. Um, It begins, at his feet, the six-winged seraph, cherubim with sleepless eye, veil their faces to the presence, as with ceaseless voice they cry, Alleluia, 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 Lord Most High. So kind of giving us that image of the heavenly liturgy. A vision
0: of worship. Right.
1: We say that at Mass we're accompanied by all the angels Mm -hmm. um, praising God with us. And um, this this verse kind of gives us...
0: Right. We're not just leaving aside earthly cares, but we're entering into right. this heavenly right. So we put off experience. earthly cares
1: for the purpose of entering into this heavenly liturgy. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Father That's Eric, beautiful. for that uh, beautiful reflection on uh, how we can grow in not so much looking at ourselves, but looking at the goodness of God.
0: Since you mentioned you know, hymns taken from the early church, just briefly, I'd like to mention another one. Mm-hmm. Um, father we thank thee who has planted oh i'm so um, glad you
1: brought that one up
0: that um not to do on it long for a long time but it's taken from one of the earliest documents that's not the bible right. from the, the christian church yeah um,
1: to my knowledge it's the oldest extra biblical outside of the bible okay hymn that we have yeah um it's taken from the didache which mm-hmm. was an early um, source of instruction for right. Christians.
0: And we even have a description in that document about what, what the mass was basically. Mm-hmm. And we see some really impressive similarities to what even right. happens to this
1: day. Right. We see the continuity tradition yeah. over 2000 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the hymnal that I have says that DK was written about the year 110, <laughs> um, yeah, very which ancient. is beautiful. Um, I think we may have talked about it on a previous show, but I'll continue to talk about father. We thank thee. It's one of my very favorite <laughs> hymns. Anyone who, who knows me knows that. Um, so in the Didache, um and you can chime in with whatever else you want to talk about this hymn, but mm-hmm. in the Didache, it, as you said, it describes the Mass, and after communion, right. it gives a description of— The Thanksgiving, right? Right, the communal Thanksgiving that the community had, um, and it's basically the text of this hymn. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I'm sure the early church probably sang it um, to some sort of tune. We don't—we have a, a nice French tune that we sing it to right. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's such a beautiful hymn. Father, we thank Thee who has planted Thy holy name within our hearts. Um, and it continues on.
0: And that's some great Eucharistic imagery.
1: Yeah. As grain once scattered on the hillsides was in this broken bread made one. So from all lands, thy church be gathered into thy kingdom mm-hmm. by thy son. Yeah. Um, so thanking God for the gift of the Eucharist and, the unity that it brings to the whole church, which is supposed to be, it's been commissioned to the whole world. and It's supposed to bring every, every human soul into one with God. It's powerful. Yeah. One of my favorite hymns. It's such a beautiful melody too. Um, I have, for whatever reason, I have a a great liking for those uh, little French uh, melodies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but anyway, let's see. So um, we talked, some hymns are, good for the whole year you can play them almost every sure. Sunday but other yeah, most hymns, of the
0: things we've talked about so far would fit that category yeah
1: other hymns are particular to different seasons mm-hmm. right and I think you have you heard it got a response from one of our brothers who has right, a Christmas yeah. hymn that is his favorite one that I'm not particularly familiar with
0: yeah Deacon Keller wrote um, that one of his favorite hymns is See Amid the Winter's Snow mm-hmm. which I really only was introduced to myself a few years ago in a, a Christmas CD that I Required. And you know, like any good carol, it not only reflects on the imagery of Christmas, Mm -hmm. but it enters into the deeper mysteries of you know what's going on, especially the incarnation. You know, what does it mean that God is becoming a baby? So in it you know, on top of that, this one has a very beautiful melody. And it's the first one of the hymns that we're talking about that has a refrain like many Christmas carols do they'll have a short refrain at the end of all the verses so in the case of this one the refrain goes hail thou ever blessed morn hail redemption's happy dawn sing through all Jerusalem Christ is born in Bethlehem Um, so we're reflecting on just the meaning of this you know child being born the child that is God And, you know, some of the images that it calls to mind are the shepherds leaving everything on the hillside. So, we're just kind of invited into the mystery of them abandoning their livelihood to go see this great mystery. Um, And Deacon Keller appreciates that the message of the song, you know, is helpful in the dark months of Ohio where the permacloud dominates. Right. Um, It's a hymn of quiet joy and it lifts the heart and the mind up to heaven to reflect on these things amid the winter snow, these beautiful things are happening. Mm -hmm. Um, The word of flesh becomes a baby in a cave in Bethlehem.
1: Yeah. One thing that this hymn does that other hymns do too, is it, it takes our present situation Mm -hmm. amidst the winter snow. There probably wasn't snow at Bethlehem when Christ was born, Mm -hmm. Um, but it takes our present situation and then kind of, drops us down into the biblical narrative, Mm -hmm. um, kind of helping us connect our own lives with what's going Mm -hmm. on in uh, salvation history.
0: And the the end, the final verses, you know, really do turn around the whole reflection to what's going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. The second to last verse, you know, is just reflecting on, how amazing it is that God would come into a world like the one we live in knowing mm-hmm. who God is. And then the last verse is just asking him to teach us to be like him in humility, especially.
1: Right. So let's see. I have another response. Um, also from Joseph. He gave a, a list of hymns, which mm-hmm. is awesome. <laughs> um, he gave one that is another of my favorites. Uh, oh God, beyond all praising. Um, some of our hymns have, you know, sort of an ancient pedigree to them we talked mm-hmm. about. Uh, Father, We Thank Thee, which is 1900 years old. Um, we have the, the poems from uh, St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, which are 150 or right. so years old, about 170. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have O Gone Beyond All Praising, um, which is, the text to that is actually pretty recent. Um, it was only written in 1982. Mm-hmm. Um but the the melody to which it's set is older. Um the melody was, bit, yeah. was taken uh and then these words are added to it. So mm-hmm. the melody um is from one of the most powerful <laughs> of English uh symphonies. Uh, mm-hmm. it's Gustav Holst's The Planets right. um in there uh is the I believe it's the fourth movement, Jupiter the bringer of Jolly, um mm-hmm. which is Probably the best known of all of the planets right. in that suite. Um, I'd recommend listening to the whole thing, but the second movement of that is where we get the, the hymn tune, the hymn tune yep. to "O oh God, Beyond All Praising." Mm-hmm. Um, so that was written uh, in the very early twentieth uh, century, mm-hmm. and then in the later twentieth centuries when the hymn was written. Um, but Joseph, uh, he just says it's one of his favorites. Um, they they use it for. Grander, more um, festive occasions. Mm -hmm. I know in the Diocese of Columbus, it's typically used as the recessional hymn at ordinations. It's
0: pretty common in many Uh, places. yeah.
1: Right. Um, Some hymnals will have two verses published. Uh Others, um, which I prefer, have all three verses Mm -hmm. published. It's Um, a beautiful reflection. Yeah. So it's, in praise of God, um, we sing the love amazing that songs cannot repay. Right. um, Which is so true, um, but we still lift our voices. For what we can give to God, Um, but it's this this middle hymn, the one that's or the middle verse, which is sometimes left out. That is actually my favorite. I'm gonna read it here. The flower of earthly splendor in time must surely die; its fragile bloom surrender to you, the Lord Most High. But hidden from all nature, the eternal seed is sown, though small in mortal stature, to heaven's garden grown. For Christ, the man from heaven. From death has set us free, and we through him are given the final victory. So, it's um, a beautiful reflection on our own mortality, but the beauty of it, because Christ has gone through that Mm -hmm. with us. He is the first, really, of us to sacrifice that fragile bloom.
0: And the verse really weaves our lives into Christ's life.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and I think it's only in that verse that the very final line um and make a joyful duty, our sacrifice mm-hmm, of praise right. makes any sense. It's mm-hmm. only through the sacrifice of Christ that right. our sacrifice of praise is could be joyful. Yeah, is joyful and also is um, worthy uh, for us to give to Almighty God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only through Christ that we're able to do that. So, so I'm happy that Joseph um, included that one, another one of my favorites.
0: Is there one final hymn you'd like to comment on?
1: Sure. I will take another uh, that Father Eric gave us. One of his is the Ave Maria, huh. um, which is a classic Catholic mm-hmm. hymn. Um, I'm sure everyone has heard it many times. Um, he says, it's always a good reminder to know that this hymn was first uttered mm-hmm. not by not from human lips, but right. from an angel. Right. It's an angelic message. It's a message from God himself. Gabriel
0: greeting Mary.
1: Right. Hail Mary, full of grace. Um, he says, when sung particularly well... <laughs> or particularly poorly, I'm often brought to tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Father. <laughs> right. Um, and he's just reflecting on this this greeting of Gabriel that announces the Incarnation mm-hmm. being sung in our own time. Um, yeah. The Incarnation is a— That a, encounter is still happening. Right, which we have um, with Christ in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says that the answer to that the Ave Maria gives to— is his presence christ's presence still a reality in our time Mm -hmm. says the ave maria is an unflinching and unequivocal yes says that's profoundly beautiful and consoling to me
0: well would that we would all have that same yes at all all times Mm -hmm. and thank you jacob for these reflections yes thank Um, you let's conclude by turning to the one that gabriel was speaking to and asking her to give strength for our own yes In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, grace, the the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and and blessed blessed is the the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray for us sinners sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM 820. Archives of the seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at Mm saintgabrielradio.com.